0: And welcome everybody. This is BMP Weekly, episode 168, it is 13th of May. So it is June pretty soon, which is June pretty soon. Ooh, that sounded good. Um, wow, so. you're rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> ah, summer is coming, this is so good. Um, today, uh, we'll, we'll meet with Seb, uh, Sebastian Levert, uh, or Seb, who is actually leading the work related on Microsoft Craft Toolkit. So the controls which are natively connected to Microsoft Craft. And uh, what else are we gonna talk about today? The latest on Microsoft Build. Oh, well, Seb right?
1: also leads Microsoft JS SDK, so it will be That's on both ends fun. interesting to hear to hear about what happened the last few months, where we are, where we're going, and so forth and so on. And we haven't really talked to him since he uh, went to this role, so it will be interesting sure. to hear from him how he experienced moving in this or becoming PM
0: in in Graph uh, and owning two products. And on top of that, he just got a baby, uh, so he's been a, a away for a while, but now coming back and been been working for a while. So it's actually good to hear about that one as well. So balancing out the family and work, right? New so, new, new. yes no, no no no, no, no no. So, um, in the BNP Week, they always talk about the latest on Microsoft 365. We have a visitor, like said, this week is Sebastian Levert. My name is Sasa Jouvanen. I'm a product manager in the Microsoft 365 platform. And with me as a co-host is Valdek. Good day, everybody. My name is Valdek Mastikas, and I'm cloud <laughs> developer advocate for Microsoft 365 at Microsoft. Excellent. So, with further... Du- du- th- uh, let's without... Jump the, without the further... <laughs> Dude. Let, let's jump on an interview with Seth. So welcome Sebastian Leivert uh, on the show. Uh, I have no idea when you were here uh, last time. You've been in the show before. Uh, so 100, I guess. I think I really was 100. hosting,
2: hosting oh, you were episode hosting.
1: 100. And that
2: was <laughs> 100% literally...
0: correct. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I was on
2: the, on the other side of the house back then.
0: That's true, that's true. So you kind uh, of amused to be the, the, the guest because you were the host. Right. It's, exactly.
2: I
1: uh, I don't even know if I've I've been a guest before.
0: Yes, you've been guest. We. This is the third time you are on a show. And there's like the, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep okay, track, so keep that's in a, in a wrong scheduling then. Can we get somebody else for that? So why are we?
1: <laughs> well, it's been way back when. I think the first time you were on episode thirty or sixty. So already way back when. Yeah. And then on hundred you were the host. Uh, which reminds me, we need to get you back on 200, which is going to be in uh, 30 weeks. 32.
0: <laughs> Roughly. Uh, well, yeah. We yeah, have yeah, a summer exactly. break. We will have a summer yeah. break, so okay, it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not like AC and CJ, so who we went through every week, every week. Dedication so. day called dedication. We are apparently not. No, no, no absolutely. Absolutely, that's the thing. Yes, that is absolutely the thing. Now, before we actually get moving on, <laughs> on to other to a Seb, can you do a quick intro as who you are and what are you doing nowadays for a living? Yes.
2: Yeah, so my name is uh, Sebastien Ovaya. I am a senior product manager here at Microsoft in the Microsoft Graph organization. Um, I'm focusing on the developer experience, so delighting developers to use. Microsoft Graph tooling, documentation, and and everything that really um, is tailored for, for dev that we're building here on, on the graph side. I've been at Microsoft now for huh, kind of 18 months now. It's been a long time already. Yep. Um, You're a senior. I, exactly. So I, st- I started, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, great error. <laughs> um, I started um, as a, customer and partner um, experience PM. So I was working with three customers and partners. Now I moved on to this, which basically for now today means I'm working a lot on SDKs, a lot on MGT, and all of our relationship between adaptive cards and Microsoft Graph. So that's our, those are the things that I'm working on today and I'm having quite a bit of fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it fair to say that the transition from the ISV team is more on, on the ISV team, I guess it was more one-to-one engagement and one-to-one kind of a helping and, and doing demos and proof of concepts and helping people to succeed, but now you're kind of a irresponsible on then creating tools and SDKs and communicating broadly. Is is that a fair kind of a statement? 100%. That that's And, and that
2: changes basically everything the way that we're doing the we're building relationships is is very different when you are working with ISVs you you almost become friends with these folks because you're meeting yep. them like weekly and and you're really seeing the progress when you're you're building tools let, let's call it for the masses yep. it, the the way you engage with these folks is very different it's a it's it's more difficult to actually Get a lot of insights but the impact is also really really fun oh, yeah. to see grow, to, yeah. to see grow so it's really two absolutely different roles when I, I joined microsoft um i loved my team i started to miss a little bit building i like created really building stuff from the ground up and the last year has proven to be quite a um a journey to go where we are right now with our, our sdk story and, and and all of that and I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to, to talk to you a little bit more about that but definitely building is is back in, into my DNA and I'm I'm quite happy about
0: it. Yeah. And and from historical things like I I you were in an ISV building yeah. stuff as well so it's kind of a it's it's an exciting well it, even as an ISP or when you're not working in Microsoft, well, even in Microsoft, there's always the options of doing customer one-to-one customers and partners or then the prod. And like I said, I think that when you do prod engagement and SDKs and uh, prod communication, you don't necessarily, it, it's a bit more harder to get a hunch on what's actually happening, right? It's a bit more like, how's your spider senses? Is it going well or not? Because you cannot ask that question directly from the other side. Any thoughts on that? Any any tips on how, how are you dealing with this? <laughs>
2: uh, data, 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 yeah. data. It's, to be honest, I was, I would say that in my, in my early career when I was doing product management, I didn't really, I wouldn't say I didn't believe in data, but I was like always, I have a close enough relationship with my customers and my partners that I can actually sense what, like what we should be doing. Uh, yeah. When you're, um, it's got a smaller ISVs, we had hundreds of customers, but hundreds of customers is not like millions of developers using your tools. Yeah. So uh, the scale is very different. Now, the one of the best source of data is, well, uh, of information is collecting that data and analyzing that data. And it's been, um, uh, we have like amazing, uh, telemetry on what we're we're building and understanding the behaviors makes our tools better in the future because we can finally act on areas where we don't succeed or in areas where we see people dropping in our developer portal, people are not going where we want them to go, meaning that the they don't knowledge. get the va- exactly they don't yeah. get the value so it's it's definitely um one of the like my my advice is. First, try to, to measure the right thing. Don't necessarily measure everything, because not if not, you're like in a notion of data where you don't really know how to measure that, but, and measure correctly. Make sure that what you measure is right, because it's yep. easy to see data go a little bit uh, left and right. But once you have the data, I think you really, ident- like, you will be able to identify patterns. You will be able to identify Areas of investment, rather than just okay, we're we're gonna build this. It, it <laughs> yeah, seems yeah, yeah. like on a, on a Monday morning seems like the best idea I have. So let's build this. Well, and that's, that's an interesting point
1: point part, right? Because because like you measure the things you have, like you cannot measure a feature you don't have, right? So I wonder how you balance out. Well, the data says this but your idea is about that, like how do you balance new ideas that you cannot prove with telemetry you have because the feature isn't there, so there's nothing to track yet. So how do you, you balance that out, that kind of, you know, the hunch you might have about a feature that you cannot prove with uh, data yet versus data that proves behavior?
2: I, I think this is where in my past in the relationship with partners and customers Come into play. We all have our groups of couple of ISVs, partners, customers that we talk to as a soundboard, right? Like, and and some of them are um, in the secrets of Microsoft where we can talk about stuff that we are going to release in the future, and they're on their NDA. And then when we we can use that forum of people to ask very specific questions to get very specific answers, or We can also ask very broad questions with a hint of what we're thinking about and listen to the answer. And this is where you realize that real life is often not what you think. And and this is the best part of my work is when you get on a call and you have, a a very, very, very good example of this is um, a week ago, uh, was it last week? Well, last week was Microsoft Build. And we had the opportunity to host round tables where customers were seated around the table, virtually in Microsoft Teams. <laughs> I still think they were all around the table, but Yeah, whatever.
1: of course they were. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Everybody was at, the, at their chunk of the circle.
2: Uh, exactly, it was a weird table, but. um, and In, in, in our SDK round table, we had four questions super open-ending and what we got out of this was probably worth six months of understanding and thinking and debating within our team. We yep. got the real users telling us what are their real struggles rather than us kind of so figuring we, out ex- exu- yeah. exactly. And there was no assumption in that call. So So for, for honestly, these, are I think one of the best ways to actually get a a better gut feeling on, it kind of validates your hypothesis. And then you can, okay, now we can do an experiment. Let's build this. Let's make sure that there's data in it so we can measure it. And then a couple of weeks, months later, we're like, okay. So we aren't on the right track and you know what? We might be on the wrong track and that is also okay. That's something that I learned uh, in product management. Failing is not a result of failing. Failing is just part of the process. It's just yep. yeah. it, you need it's, you need to fail to succeed. So if failing you don't proves fail,
0: that that path wasn't successful, and then and it's, it's completely fine. It's part of the game. Like uh, exactly. Albert Einstein said, when you have what was it, the one thousand times to try something, yeah, it's not one thousand times failure. You know, nine hundred and ninety nine times when it didn't work, and then you know the one time when it worked. So it's, was it's Edison, all about yeah, yeah, with the light bulb. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's still. Uh, uh, and another thing, right? He said that if
1: you keep doing the same thing, expecting different outcome, you're crazy. <laughs>
0: That's true. So, yeah, so, it is. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> something about trying and something about an outcome. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone yeah, no, else no, is the guess, same, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the 1,000 different versions of the same thing, outcoming a failure. So anyway. So a okay, separate yeah. thing but yeah so and that's actually kind of an interesting thing as well that relates on the on the discussion we've been chatting here quite a few times which is the minimal viable product versions uh, which is quite it, it's partly even frustrating for customers and partners every now and then because they, they, they keep on saying that well why are you releasing the stupid feature because it's not complete which is like no 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 this is the first version of that and then we want your feedback so we're able to fulfill your business requirements Truly, because with all the serious name, we don't necessarily know well, but what so that, the customer's name. That's an interesting point, right? And I mean, I worked in product a while back for
1: a bit, and one of the hardest part was always trying to envision the next thing you wanted to build and you wanting to avoid like talk, talking to folks about the what ifs and what would you, because you know you're going to get a theory exercise. It's gonna be all fun. But then at the end of the the day, you will get advice that's worthless because it's not based on any actual need people have. So Seb, question to you, how do you balance that? How do you get people to think about the next thing without it becoming just a theory exercise based on hot air groupthink? And then at the end of the day, you feel great, yes, I have this thing, and then you ship and then everybody is like, okay, I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> um, that there's, I think there's multiple ways that we're
2: actually doing it. One of the, one of the first thing we were doing, and I, I'm, I'm going to talk about one of the products that I own, which is the Microsoft Graph Toolkit is we tend to ship quickly, fast, very, very small increments, meaning that once I ship a new thing, I, I just ship like not even like sometimes I would not even call them V1. I will call them like experiments that you can yep. use that are available, um, that are there and then do this. Um, and then we can measure and we have the, the feedback, especially in open source communities or people come back and say, hey, this worked or this absolutely does not work. It You're missing all of this before it even becomes useful. Having these feedback loops is super important, but if you don't put that in front of the users, they won't do it. A good example of this is, I can talk about our 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 design for SDKs forever. If a developer cannot touch it and have like a, pr- a yeah. first success to to graph in less than thirty seconds, it it's not gonna work. So we need to give some like, uh, and that's really how I I I really think very deeply is especially in in our space where we're talking to developers, the developers, if we're telling them this is preview, this is not production ready, it might be a little bit broken, but here you go, have fun. Mm -hmm. They're going to be willing to take a bet and test it out a little bit. They won't be changing their entire code base to leverage it, but at least they're going to tell us, oh, that could actually be useful in in my code base, yes or no, and that's what we want. So we're not looking for, Masses of, of of calls to graph. We're just li- looking at: Can you go from A to B in a way that is simpler than you used to be before? Uh, able to go from A to B, and and that's really one of the the ways that we're doing it. Shipping very very simple. Preview being open source has been a blessing because yeah. it's so easy to distribute a package when you're in open source rather than when you're like in in internal and you need to deliver weird. Ben DVDs yeah. <laughs> and floppies. <and, and, laughs> yes, we are dead old. Not myself, um, but uh, it's, uh, it's you definitely. You work with MSD and DVDs? Uh, I did work with MSD and DVDs. I had, a, I, I had a full binder of MSD and DVDs <laughs> back then. Okay. did um, this <laughs> um, So it, it's definitely how we, we approach this uh, this thing. And, and even this year, one of our big bet in our team is to de- do that even more, up to a point where we're, we're even looking at, even for our software we're shipping, to do some A-B testing, to be able to uh, to deliver two experiences at the same time. And, def- okay, which one wins? Which one is, and, and sometimes it's confusing because sometimes both have good, like are very different, but have good reception from the crowd. So now, okay, so we have two experiences that make sense. How do we?
1: bring the best the of, of these two together. Now, so now yep. you mentioned something that's really intriguing, right? Because you mentioned developer experience. Developer experience is a really broad thing because it's it's another thing you said end-to-end, end, right? So if I think about, well, it's how people discover how they uh, get started, how they find out more, and you might want to AB all of that or every single point or combination. So it's how do you bring that complexity into something um, manageable that you can track. And at the end of the day, you will get a result that you can reason about as opposed to, wow, we get a permutation of 16 things, we have no idea. We measured it, we have no idea, we're lost.
2: <laughs> in, in in this case, it's isolated experimentations. So we are going to say, we want to improve this specific um, area where we think we can do better, and then we're going to do an A-B testing on that. We would not be able to do an A-B testing of A to Z from the first time you land on graph.microsoft.com, which is our, our developer portal to your first SDK call. Like this, this journey is such a long journey that we, we don't want to have an
1: A-B testing in every single um, options there,
0: it, unless it,
1: we can make that call directly in the portal. You go there, you pl- press play, tada, that is your first call, right?
2: We can,
0: right? It, it, it,
1: it, <laughs> we're
2: actually we're actually looking at really interesting capabilities that are coming to our our developer portal, where you're going to actually be able to do something very similar to that. Oh, to really? It that is so cool. Uh, but it's we want to do very very specific. We and we have to be deliberate in what we want to yeah. to measure. We can, we can improve everything. Everything is improvable. There's not an experience anywhere that is perfect. Now, sometimes good enough is good enough, and that's something that we have to I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. I always want to go like above and beyond on everything I do, but sometimes, is it really worth it? So yeah. this is the areas where we're looking at where are we losing folks? Where um, our developers are telling us, "This is really hard. How many times have you heard that off? Auth- is hard. Uh, it, maybe one. A few
1: times. Yes. No, 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 no. Once. In, in... I know one person who says auth isn't
2: hard. Yeah, I know that person also. And even he says, nah.
1: Uh, so yeah. it's. It's right it's... there with DNS and regex, dentist
0: visits. <laughs> well,
2: I, I know one guy that says that regex are easy. <laughs> uh, so it's it's really that way that we're we're measuring and we're we're experimenting, and I think that what that's the way because we own the entire journey in our team. It truly really enables us to make the to flip on the right switches based on what is the outcome that we're looking for, and I think that's the best part of of of, of our role is it we're really enabled. To, uh, to do that as we own the entire stack from the portal to the SDKs, to the samples, to the, the, the repos, to everything.
1: There's another thing that I wonder about. Like, as you said, you can build and improve anything and everything. So in the world where you can build anything, how do you choose which, what thing to build? Uh, this is... Uh... This is bigger, right? Um, it's, yeah, it is kind of you know the meaning of life. You know, exactly. <laughs> how, how, how do you choose? It? What do you build? Um, or how do you that, choose them? So. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and, and in which order? And yes, exactly. What is the how priority? All that. Us? Yes. Um, I think you always have to remember who you're building for before you decide what you're building. Um, so when we're discussing with our our devs uh, that are using some of the tooling. We want to help them being more productive, being more successful. So that's how we start. When we think about a new product or when we think about a new experience, okay, that's, we have to make this a thing. We have to make this more productive for the dev. Based on some of the, the data, the data tells us where people are hitting, what are the endpoints that they're using. And how they're using them, but it's definitely not telling us which endpoints they're not using, or which endpoints they're failing at using, because it basically that that's not how our our, our telemetry works. We we basically uh, don't have a lot of that data. So this is where we become a partner with a lot of other teams at Microsoft that are working with these large organizations, partners, SIs, uh, ISVs, whatever and they we read some of the reports and we're like, oh, there's a big gap there. And we've heard it from this partner, this partner, this partner, this partner. We correlate all of that. We weight a feedback based on the number of customers, the number of of tenants, or sometimes just the number of feedbacks, like specific feedbacks when we're hearing from 25 different partners that we should have an API that calls into this product. We have to think about why do we get 25 feedback for this product? So yeah. um, for SDKs, that's exactly what happened. A lot of, um, we're in a quest right now to renew our approach to SDK. You had um, uh, in the past, you you discussed Kyoto uh, with some of our, our RPMs. And Kyota is one of the promise that brings SDK on demand for any endpoints on graph, and a lot of our partners were saying, my package, my SDK is so big and so broad, and the developers don't want to work with 6,000 endpoints, they want to work with the three endpoints we're using in our products, not everything. So we get the feedback that SDKs were too big, SDKs were too complex, there was too many endpoints. Now, what does it mean? Like I mean, this is where yeah. our work starts, and we decide, okay, this is a priority. It's going to help us internally be more agile in ways of shipping SDKs, but also it's going to empower developers to have more flexibility and agility in the way that they generate their own SDKs. And we went there. So it's it, there's also like we have to remember it, it for this. We need to have part in our group. We we need to be more productive at building SDKs. Also, so there's also a weight, uh, uh, some kind of a, a, a point system that, yes, internally sometimes internal engineering counts in what we're deciding to build because if we help ourselves, we're, we might also help our, our,
0: our devs. And it's, and it's interesting to see how the evolution is changing the challenge what you have in the Microsoft Craft because let's face it, a while back, the challenge was not all of the APIs are in Craft or yeah. only a subset of APIs are in Craft. Now, the API surface in Craft is just <laughs> out of this world. You can- Too few APIs whatever, is bad, so... so then we add more but, APIs. Now we have yeah, too but many but, APIs, like
1: but people, what yeah, do you Yeah, exactly. On? So now <laughs> the problem and is, you is that you have so much
0: APIs. APIs, so do you need to, act again, rethink the next step in the pipeline? So it's an interesting evolution and a maturity level change within the organization as well, which is probably quite interesting.
2: Absolutely, and we're not expecting anything to slow down from a graph standpoint. Yes. Like it, the graph, like we're seeing teams coming to our API reviews from everywhere around our organization on a daily basis coming in and saying, hey, uh, we have a really cool API for graph, would love to get it on. And and sometimes this API is will, will bring 180 new endpoints to, and yes. it also means
1: 180 new methods and chaining patterns in our SDKs. Yeah, and docs and users and scenarios and everything. Yeah, yeah. So so imagine Just when there's ch- chain effect, yeah. Exactly. And
2: and, and and samples and and also something like, oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna do this. So we're gonna deprecate one of the APIs in beta. We're gonna replace it by another one and this one will go to to, to V1 because with customers we decided this was better than the previous approach we had. Now people have started to use it in beta, even though we say don't use that in production. Same. To communication, communication, yeah. communication. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. expectation so it, management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's A to Z. So it's it's not only the a, a big API. It's it's a big ecosystem to take care yeah. of, and I think that's what makes me the most proud of being in that team is. The impact is is huge, but the challenge is even bigger.
1: Okay. That was a thing I was just about to ask. Like, what is what do you find the most re- most rewarding part of your job? And I guess in a way you answered that already with the scale and the I- impact. But is there is there anything else? Is there anything else you have on your mind when it comes to you know the the really true true rewarding aspect of your job? I think that
2: the the and there's one aspect, and we've seen it um, uh, during build. Uh, Seeing people or talking to people is, is definitely where I see the most rewarding aspect of it is somebody came in, said, I'm a researcher. It's not necessarily the, 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 the crowd we're, uh, we're targeting or we're aiming at usually. Like, I'm a researcher. Yep. I'm, I'm doing some crazy analytic stuff in, in my organization. And, and we're doing really, really heavy science with, with that data. And because of your brand new SDK, which was our Go SDK, I was able to complete my work in less than 10 days, which my I told my boss would take around six months to get all that data. Wow. Uh, because before that, we didn't have any Go SDK. So they had to go through everything. And when you're new to M365, when you've been in the business of M365 forever, graph makes so much sense. Like it's easy, yeah. you know where you're going, you know this message, this is this message in this inbox, and you understand exactly how it relates. Even visually, you see the data in a JSON format, you know exactly where to put that on a screen in SharePoint or in Outlook. When you're new to the platform, it's a whole different
1: world. How do I get a token?
2: How do I get a token? <laughs> what, like, what is the difference between a chat message and a channel message? Yeah. What, it, it, there's so many of them. And Within 10 days, they were able to deliver what they wanted, and they actually did a testimony during our, our, um, our roundtable, just oh, to say, hey, great. folks, thank you so much. We were able to do that, and it was based on the needs of, we don't have a Go SDK. Go is becoming very popular. We're getting demand from, even from internal Microsoft, we're getting demand from for, for Go, and we're, we're getting it also from, from partners. We delivered it within six months. It's now in preview, and somebody was able to succeed with a preview build of our, our Go SDK which this is where it's really rewarding. And I'm taking the, the credit. It's not even my product. Like it, it, it's a product that is managed by uh, another team member on my team. It's my ESA that, that handles that. And, but just the fact that our SDK story now empowers people, I think this is where uh, it's the most rewarding.
0: Yeah, That's cool. That's really cool. So on the, on, the, on the SDK, we touched the SDKs, we talked about the, the, the craft tool, can you talk a about, bit about what does it mean that you're leading SDK and a craft toolkit work? What, we talked about the fact that it's a lot of meeting coordination of things, data analytics, but in practice, if there would be any youngsters out there who would be looking into, I want to be a program manager in the Microsoft When craft I grow up, I want to be sad. Yeah. No, no, don't be sad when you go Be, be, like be more like Waldeck or Vesa, but
2: don't be like <laughs> me. Um, but we're not building a product. At least I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's actually a good question. I think the first thing you have to, I think what is being a product manager is to be able to feel empathy for your audience. And try to deliver the value that they're expecting, or that that that, that they need to be more productive. Okay. Um, and that is even in, in technical audiences, it, which is mine. Like I'm, my audience is developers. But if you are, you want to uh, aim at accountants or or any other type of roles or whatsoever. Basically, if you can put yourself in the shoes of your audience, and you love to understand deeply what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it, and if you have a mission of making them more productive or making them focus on the thing that, that matters. And that's one of the things that we, we, we think in the SDK world is there is no SDK developers. They're using an SDK because they want to do something like else. There are people
1: who build an SDK. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but
2: this is a very, very limited like pool yes. of folks. But when uh, a developer is using one of our tools is because they want to do something else. They yes. want to build a tool that will empower every single employee in their organization to be more productive. And this is where, this is like, it's kind of the flywheel flywheel effect. When you empower one person, usually it it just starts, it spins and everybody gets more productive. And I think if you're into helping the others, you have like, you love tech. I think being a product manager, you need to love some aspect of tech because I think that's what you're building in the end. Yes, there are meetings. Yes, there are emails. There's our countless uh, chat messages. Yes, there are uh, challenges with time zones because you're working here, we're working in three different time zones, some in Europe, some here in America, but you know what? This is actually, for me, that's the other side of it, which is the beauty of it. It, it, it. it makes, you meet tons of people from around the world, especially an organization like Microsoft, where you just meet people from all around the world every single day, you empower your users, you have fun at work. I think that's what a product manager is and that's
1: why you want to become a, a product manager. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned you mentioned something that, like you want to be on a mission to help others. And that makes me think, especially these days, we see a lot of uh, impatience. You want to do something, like you want to watch a movie, there is streaming service on and it's there. Like we don't need to wait. We barely need to wait for anything at all. How does that relate to you being on a mission? Because a mission to me is something like, longer term thing it's not a week it's not a month maybe not even a year to what extent do you need to say like hey I have this ambition in my head and I'm okay that that's going to take two three five years maybe a career even to fix that but that's okay I'm going to commit to it sure along the way we will have wins maybe we'll lose some but I dedicate myself to this as opposed to you know, I'm going to do this thing six months. Well, I'm bored. I'm going to do another thing. So to what extent do you need to have that commitment? Or like, does that play a role? It 100% plays a role. I don't think you can.
2: When you join a team and you might be new to even to the mission of the team, right? Sometimes you're, you, you land in a team and you're like, okay, I'm brand new. I'm a fresh grad. Uh, I'm totally new to that product thing. I think. You need to embrace these, the, the vision, the culture, the, the, the mission of that organization. And I think every single decision, move, product, feature that you're shipping should play a role in that bigger mission. But don't think, and especially don't stress that, or don't overstress with the fact that what you're building right now might be a drop in the pound, uh, but you know what? It's one drop in the pond that is one and then somebody else will put one and then somebody else will put one. Yeah. And at some point, you're gonna get a, Big a, pond. Small, a a small pool, and then it's gonna be <laughs> it's it's gonna be bigger and bigger.
0: It's gonna get and, yeah, exactly. And, and it's you know the, the snowball effect, so to ex- say
2: ex- exactly and play a role and be proud of it. Every yeah. single tiny bit that you ship. Be proud of it. You've been working hard on this. There's a like when when I ship a feature, there's probably twenty five teams around me that are also somehow part of that feature that we need to celebrate. Be loud, be bold, talk about it, be uh, collaborative with your folks, uh, and I think that's how the mission is reminded to everybody, and how and and that's how you basically say this is how I embrace my mission. And this is how. I move forward with that mission that we're going to achieve at some point, but usually a mission, it's hard to like a good, like the the Microsoft mission, is that something we can say, cool, done, no. We We achieved more. Uh, We uh, achieved more. We 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 empowered
0: people.
1: (laughs) It is a mission, (laughs) mission, not a goal, right? It isn't a goal.
0: (laughs) But that does, for sure, requires certain mindset um, and to be able to think that way. That you're basically. But well, I, I like love the the one statement which is you're changing the world one person at a time. Sure, it might be multiple persons still in a day. It might be hundreds of persons or thousands of persons in a day. But as Thank we're nobody. humans, we're still reacting on humans. So you're basically changing one person um, at a time, and then that starts the the, the the snowball effect to actually rolling. So there was the
1: other it, day. There was there was the other day. This interesting discussion that where someone says like on the outside it seems it comes often across as if a cultural change happens like overnight like there's a boom big bang thing. In reality, yeah. it happens one discussion at a time. Like we talk yes. and it's like ha, huh, we spark a thought and then we will talk to other folks. And that will then end up eventually becoming that change that we want to drive. Yep. But it starts with yep. what? And it's and it's one discussion at a time. And sure, maybe it's one to end, one to few, maybe it's an event, it's a bigger thing, but it's still, it's one discussion at a time,
0: right? There is yep. no shortcut to that. Yep. Absolutely not. And, that, and that's the one thing, which we actually, we touched this well, like, right before we started recording. What What was the message that was really good from Technorama?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, ship things. Uh, tell people.
0: Yeah, deliver things. You know,
1: tell
2: deliver things. Tell people. I, yes. I saw yes. that on Twitter yeah. today. Because I do, it's things. Actually, even do things. Do Tell
0: things people. Yeah. tell people. It's such a simple message. too. If you have the person name whose session it was, that was really good. Uh, um,
1: that is from. So
0: I, uh, from worry Hatter Downing. Yep. Heather Heather down. So, exactly. Testimation, so Heather Downing here because we're stealing that message, but do things tell people. It's not technically, if you want to change the world, if you want to do a bigger impact on things, doing things, absolutely. But you need to also tell people that you're doing things because otherwise people cannot relate and they cannot commit on that mission. They don't understand necessarily why we're doing that. But then only know about telling, it. only telling, not doing, that's like, well, that doesn't, work either, so you need to actually do both to be successful. So, And that's one thing what, what people unfortunately quite often forget about is, is well, we keep on shipping, cool, but you need to be really vocal on what you're doing because otherwise, how would the other people know? It's not in their day-to-day interest to scan the internet or in GitHub or whatever, when there's a new version available. You just need to be vocal. You need to tell people that there's a new version available to give them the opportunity to have a look and, if they're interested.
2: And even sometimes you're like, ah, oh, yeah, but well that's a, such a tiny feature. And yeah. But there's there might be one dev somewhere that has spent the last week fiddling with your thing. Yep. And he's been failing and failing and failing. And now if you tell him that that one thing is fixed, they'll be finally like, I can go on my weekend. Exactly. And I'm gonna have exactly. like, I'm gonna be totally fine with it. And you change, one person this week, as you said. Yeah. Next week, it's going to be another, another set of folks. So, yep. and it's a might be, you know, and it might be, you a know, a a tiny an feature and, for yeah. a product
1: and a giant leap for developer kind. Oh, yeah.
0: Bad For the whole But, yeah, it, I, I guess it's the persistency and, and consistency and and. Just, keep on communicating and shipping, of course, as well. Having that right balance of things and to be able to make things happen. Now, we're starting to run out of time, uh, a bit uh, from a timing perspective, just making sure that we don't run overboard uh, because of the other meetings as well. Now, what's going anything interesting what's happening on your uh, world set uh, during this week? What, what's happening, anything you want to talk about? Now oh that God. build is done, you can just go and ah, relax. You know,
2: there's there's a little bit of that to be fairly honest. Uh, there's that. This week is a uh, a very interesting week. Um, uh, we're we're gonna probably close on our planning for the next semester uh, yep. um, on the Microsoft Graph team. So that's really really cool. Now that we had all the feedback we needed not to be needed, but all the feedback we got from build super useful to infuse that feedback in some of the plans that we want to to ship. Uh, so definitely that's gonna be this, where I'm gonna also prepare myself to travel, something, no. something no. incredible. So I am traveling to Redmond next week where we're gonna have our first offsite of the Microsoft Graph team in forever. Uh, I've been in the team for a year and a half, never actually met, more than ninety percent of my colleagues face to face. So that's gonna be great to finally meet Indeed, some of that. How
1: tall everybody is.
2: I, 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 I was there's that I was last week it was I don't know how I came with that, but I was saying finally I'm gonna put, I'm gonna be able to put smells on faces. Uh, <laughs> usually you, you would put like face on names but now we have the face. so but this is more polite to say face. a scent.
0: scent yeah, 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 yeah. there we go.
2: That's my <laughs> French background that uh, mixed words. Um, but mm. that's going to be amazing, amazing. Uh, and something else this week, I'm going to have probably spend a little bit of time with my, uh, my small family here now that I'm, I have a, a, a little, 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 little son. Congratulations, uh, by the way, on that.
0: Thanks. So, thanks.
2: so we're going to spend some time here with the family as I'm not going to be there. Next week, so I'm going to definitely prioritize some of that time with the the family to make sure that yep. uh, we're all well together. And then we're gonna spend some time outside if the weather allows it. So definitely, yep. that's 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 the thing. Nothing crazy shipping this week, except planning to be able to continue shipping really cool stuff in the next couple of
0: months. Cool, really really cool. Waldek, well, what about you? Anything interesting this week?
1: Always, always, always interesting stuff. So this week, we are closing in on May, which means a new release of CLI for Microsoft 365 with new features and improvements and enhancements. And it's really cool to see, right? So in May, we welcome two new maintainers. Yeah. And it's always, like it never really occurred to me, but like in a way, like we're running a company in a sense that, well, we're welcoming new people. They joined the team. And sure, like we're not hiring and paying and all that, but it's still a team with people with whom you work and always there's always this thing where new people join you're always like will it work like what will be their impact on everybody else on a team folks who've been longer because dynamics change and it's so really cool to see you know the energy goes up we get new people and they're like i want to help where do we go and they come with tons new ideas so like Oh my God, this is so cool! Like, why haven't we done the, this earlier? I mean, in a way, yeah. it's always this the the balance where you want to grow organically. Like, you 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 don't just want to keep adding more people because like more people means more communication lines and alignment and all of that. But in this case, it panned out perfectly. Like, we couldn't have wished for more. So it's really awesome to see. The effect of that on all the work that we do, on the engagement, on GitHub, PRs, so our internal comps within a team, new ideas, so, and all of that is coming to um fruition now in the release and, and beyond that. Uh, so that is really cool. And with that, like we we hope that we will be able to, you know, ship even more, like be faster, be more responsive, get back to folks in time when they have questions, when they're stuck, where they have PRs just to you know, make it a great experience for everybody in involved. And other than that, uh, internally at Microsoft, it is planning time. So, you know, thinking a lot together with our teams, what ideas they have, where we can work together, what are the different things that we think they could take into account, we're making their own plans. So it's very much the time where maybe you won't see us ship that much, but we're preparing now so that we can go twice as fast then you know when we're heading and, and we're there so that yep. is that interesting time of year plus we need catching breath after build
0: Getting getting ready for autumn already at this point. That's basically the the theme. Almost because well, hey, the autumn is summertime. Where? because and, in Australia it's winter. I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> let me talk. No, in northern hemisphere over. it is summertime, <laughs> so people are more and more away. But but again, so in in and of course it's a less of a shipping uh, period when it's summertime in northern hemisphere because of people prioritizing family, which is the right thing to do. So and for sure. Also Cool, right? That we're not limited to just
1: that, right? Because we work and our teams, I guess, are all over the world, right? Like my yep. team spans from Hawaii to Australia. We're literally all over the globe, so there is no stopping and not shipping because, well, somebody is working. Like one team has has uh, the vacation, the other does not, right? Yep, so there's absolutely. also this cool thing that we can better cater to our audience's needs because like some of us are away when that audience is away, but that audience isn't away. And that's cool because a part of our team isn't away too. So there's always somebody to, you know, pick up the the phone if you like.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but again, so, considering what we were just saying, it's a bit of a slow time period uh, because everybody is doing planning and a bit of a, a less shipping. Uh, of course, it's 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 not like everybody goes away and nothing's going to happen. There's a lot of stuff happening still. Yeah. Um, SharePoint framework 1.15 is coming out within two weeks. Uh, release candidate coming out this week. Uh, so with JavaScript SDK 3.0 support for craft, as an example, thank you, SEP on helping on that one and, and a lot of other things as well. So there's a constant flow of, of things. And by the way, Seb. I'll be on Redmond on the same week. See? Ooh, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and you will not have
1: any time to
0: see each other because meetings. <laughs> so that could be the case as well. So uh, it's just realities at, of life at, as well. At, at so
1: for
2: a coffee. I know Vesta will be there. We'll be awake early because of that like, uh, jet lag. So we'll we'll just catch up like at 6 a.m. for
0: a coffee. Yep. At or the that. airport. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, um, but that's next week. That's not this week. So, um, but let's see. I'm, I'm by the way arriving on Tuesday, flying out on Friday. So it's it's been two and a half no years anybody. since I I visited office for a while. So you still have a desk? <laughs> <laughs> They've been telling me that anytime time you will have a desk here, whenever you want. But it's like okay. No, okay. no, no, I don't know. Don't. Whatever you do, <laughs>
1: don't don't give me a desk. Exactly. I don't want a desk. <laughs>
0: Well, it's okay. But anyway, thank you, Zeb, on this one. Uh, after this interview, uh, we'll jump on the weekly articles. We, we got a lot of weekly true, a lot of the announcements in build from last week. There was a lot of stuff getting announced, yes. which is super, super cool as well. But thank you, Zeb. Really cool uh, discussion. Awesome. And we'll follow up on the episode 200. Now you're booked for hosting the episode I'm ready. 200.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm absolutely ready. I already have my list of questions and uh, uh, I think guest yes. Guest appearances and uh, special oh, that's good. That's good. special special house band and all of that. We're gonna we're gonna make sure we
1: have mm. some party to <laughs> dress codes. Dress code It's gonna party. be a still a
0: while, so it's more than six months. So, but there's plenty yeah. of time to actually get prepared for it. So it's good. <laughs>
1: awesome. We folks, thank you the so much for can having me. It ban- be weekly, <laughs> or yeah,
0: like twice, twice, twice a week, uh, twice, a weekly. <laughs>
1: twice <laughs> a weekly, twice a weekly, twice a
0: weekly. <laughs> oh, I love this. Cool. Thanks for having me, folks. It was great to be here Thank today. you, Seth. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sam. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Excellent. Thank you, Step, on that one. Really, really cool um, and, and good to catch up and good to have a discussion uh, on the future direction as well. So it's, it's actually really cool to have a discussion right after build so we can actually open and talk about uh, all the latest and coolest thing, right? So <laughs> Yes. <laughs> rather than Definitely. we have cool stuff, we can't talk about it. So
1: <laughs> Well, so when is this going live?
0: So maybe we <laughs> could, but might, but maybe not. Exactly. exactly. None of that now just from a, a timing uh, perspective let's actually jump on the articles as well and we will cover a lot of a lot of a lot of the build announcements and just to recap where those uh, announcements are being listed we're not going to go all of them through one by one because that would not make any sense but let's call out a few of the the main announcements and main cool things which we clearly have seen have got a lot of attention within last week we are recording this on 13th so week after, the build. So first of all, the primary uh, build announcement article uh, was around uh, from Jeff Deeper around build collaborative apps with Microsoft Teams and really focuses, well, not only on Microsoft Teams, of course, across the Microsoft 365 platform, which might be a bit confusing because we, we seem to be now using Teams, 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 Teams first but quite often it's much more than that. So Teams is a super critical and strategic uh, application for us, and that's why it's being always in in the front of in the messaging. But there's a lot of other announcement in in other areas as well, and many of them, of course, are associating and as uh, related on the Microsoft Teams for sure. So first of all, uh, we have the live share, which is really really cool. Uh, it is a really cool video showing uh, how people can actually in the uh, well collaborate together in a live share mode. So they they can basically at the same document they can see other people actually working on the same thing, which is really really cool. Um, absolutely brilliant concept of not having just a meeting, chit chatting with people, but actually working in the meeting on those assets and designs and all of that stuff, which is really really cool. Uh, fluid framework and National Fluid Relay general availability, Fluid Framework has been in works for quite a few years. Uh, we announced that in I would say builds money. whenever we were still in in person builds um, as a first time as a preview and now it's actually gonna go in GA, which is great. So congratulations, uh, Flood framework team. Um, there's also a create loop components by you uh, updating adaptive components by updating adaptive cars. Create loop components by updating adaptive Interesting title. Anyway, what it means is that you can use Loop components in your adapter cards, uh, in the teams, and in in other solutions as well. Um, which which basically Fluid framework uh, is the technology which the Loop components are using. Just to clarify that one as well. And then uh, introducing Microsoft Azure Communication Services Sample App Builder. That's basically for integrating your solution uh, to Microsoft Teams without running in the Teams. So here we can see uh, the integration between uh, the server, for example, the person. Who's using the Microsoft Teams and then connecting to a business uh, from a website? So, this is the doctor uh, you're connecting to. So, actually, a pretty cool setup. Uh, the Microsoft Azure Communication Services is really interesting, actually, makes it r- super easy to consume Microsoft uh, Teams capabilities. A lot of improvements in Craft. Uh, there's a new version coming from SharePoint Framework on Microsoft Viva Connection uh, quite soon as well. Uh, so, a lot of investments there as well, approvals, extensibility. And then of course the Teams uh, toolkit and the implementations type of Teams application, they can now be actually used in the Outlook as well, which is a quite cool. So across the Microsoft 365, so really, really cool setup for sure. And you can use the Teams toolkit to actually create those kind of solutions. So super, super cool stuff as well. Uh, Teams Toolkit is is also GA, so a lot of of stuff there and a lot of Power Apps and and Power Platform announcement in built. Right, Waldeck? So a lot lot of that new stuff in there as well. And of course the monetization, uh, a lot of stuff and uh, announcements there on that side as well. And a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of additional references. Like I said, we're not going to go super detailed on all of the articles today um, because we don't want to spend time on recapping because this is kind of the primary list of things. And then the secondary primary announcement, I guess is this one. You want to talk about this one a bit? Right, so
1: basically we have this new way to build customer-facing or public-facing pages on Power Platform. And it's, it's it's a great step towards empowering makers to build uh, customer-facing um, resources, right? Because up until now, it was very much inside, uh, right? So like you would build a Power App that helps you or your team or your org to improve the workflow. And with this step, like we have now the ability to build uh, externally facing assets. So that is really an interesting step. And I'm curious to uh, learn like how folks perceive that and see that uh, use, used in practice. Thanks. really, really cool
0: stuff as well. Now, related on the, all of this announcement, uh, then we have a specific blog post on a specific areas uh, of the build announcement. So There was a lot of other news announcement last week related on build. For example, on the preview on the virtual endpoint and graph APIs, uh, it's a good blog post in the Teams blog, related on all of those capabilities. We also had a, a specific blog post related on the live share, which we already talked about within the Chefs, uh, note: We also have a specific blog post from built from Ben Summers, related on all of the different Microsoft Craft announcements, which is really cool. A lot of, lot of improvements uh, there, with additional videos as well. So this is actually quite, really, really cool. So Ika, Ika Bas, for example, is having a, a discussion with Uh, RAPIB, uh related on the updates on the craft toolkit and what those are and why did we do them and how did we do them and all of that. So a lot of lot of additional insights on what's available on the Microsoft Craft. So really very great stuff on there. Uh, we also had an update on the Office specific updates on the Office add-ins because there's, there's a lot of improvements on that side as well across Excel and Office add-ins and the ribbon bars and so much stuff is happening quite often what, what happens is that we're announcing all of the new stuff in built and then there's an overwhelming amount of new features. right? Uh, from uh, Microsoft Graph Connectors, an update on that side as well. A lot of out-of-connectivity uh, improvements and and features and capabilities there as well. Thank you, James, on that update. And Then Tomomi cons- uh, really focuses on the Microsoft Teams Toolkit for Visual Studio Code, which is the GA version. The Visual Studio IDE version of Microsoft Teams Toolkit is not yet GA, so that's going to GA a bit later. Um, but Tomomi talks about all of the great features in this toolkit. And a few more. This isn't actually about the build, right? Dan Balain had this article where you were actually involved also, right? Yeah, great. So I
1: think that this uh, goal life coincides with build. So yeah. um, at build or during build timeframe, we released this new set of docs, right? That are really meant to guide enterprise app leaders, uh, BDMs to, think about how can they build applications on microsoft cloud like what is what, what are the different options and really not in the you know very low level tech uh, stack but more in uh, about like what is the offering of the microsoft cloud and what is yeah. like how would you use in an enterprise combination of azure power platform github devops microsoft 365 mx right so how would you tie all of them into an application that you would build for your uh, org So this is a very interesting set of uh, docs that are meant more as a guidance in thinking and how would you architect that and not really like specific things for devs with code examples. So we hope that that, that this will help
0: that audience envision more applications that they could build on the Microsoft Cloud. Absolutely. Because like we talked so many times, it's not necessarily the developers making decisions on what are we build. It's the architects and technical decision makers and that. This is the audience. No, that's the audience for this article and this. Well, words. yeah, and I mean, this could even go to CIOs, CETOs, right? Who Absolutely. Who want to Absolutely. understand
1: more of technology stack and how they can get really the benefit out of the Microsoft uh, Cloud
0: for yep. building apps for their org. Yep, absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Really, really cool stuff. And then uh, we had this book of news. Uh, so every single year in Microsoft Build, uh, we released also the book of news because there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of announcements. What happens quite often is that it's really, really hard to follow up on all of the different things which are getting announced. And book of news is basically uh, the one go-to asset of having everything what is announced within the Microsoft Build, which clearly is a lot of things. So, but that's really, really good assets to, to actually go to as well. Now on the list formatting side, we, we had Zetua had a blog post uh, in uh, Microsoft 365 platform community blog related on uh, view the contents of a file with the preview card. And this is really, really cool uh, list formatting. Uh, so basically not a pop-up, but a panel kind of a pop-up, it's not a Windows pop-up, but a panel pop-up in the window, uh, in the files to be able to preview what's inside of specific file. That's a really, really cool layout, so for sure. It is. And that's of course available in the GitHub. Now, the Marcus Muller had a blog post around Teams meeting apps. Exactly, so a new sample around Teams apps that are made for
1: uh, use in meetings. And this time around, it's about voting. And, and I think if I'm, I'm not mistaken, it's about using the stage view to uh how can you vote on movies. I think that it, and that is the use case here. And again, yeah. it's a great example that goes really deep into the code showing exactly the code you would build and write. So these are really great if you're looking into uh either building an in meetings app for teams or you want to experiment or you wanna have a sample that you might show others. Uh, these articles, Marcus, are really great places to start because they show that in practice. And I think there's always a sample available for you to pull in
0: and try. So these are really, Absolutely. really great. Great job stuff once again, Marcus. So thank you for that. And then Peter Wenstra had a blog post related on create an app using a new image import uh, in Power Apps. And this was one of the announcements uh, from Microsoft Build where you can actually draw a, a file and draw a drawing, which is basically uh, then being scanned inside of the Power Apps. Um, so you can actually t- kind of a mimic or draw a mock-up of your application in a, a paper, and then you can scan that to be a real application in the uh, Power Apps. So kind of a cool, really, really cool uh, feature of getting started on things. Uh, so cool stuff, really cool. And then Stefan had a new blog post. Exactly, explaining. So, in
1: SCSS that you use in SPFX, there's this ability that you can import uh, other style sheets with tilde, right? So, this character at the front of the path. And he explains what it's for, how it works, when you would use it. So, if you work with SPFX, there's definitely a good thing to know, even though you might not use it immediately yeah it's good to keep in the back of your mind why it's there what it's for so that in case you need it you can
0: use it absolutely absolutely and then we had uh, our Paolo PLRC had a new blog post related on using pmp placeholder controls in the spfx solution and placeholder control is basically the control which you can use easily to provide these kind of controls and and messages and all of that stuff when when you're adding the web part on a page. Um, there's, a, there's a version, actually, if I remember correctly, there's a version out of the box on this, but then this is more advanced to do at different kind of configurations uh, as a control for the web parts and tabs, which are using the SharePoint framework. On April's side, there was a new video as well. Exactly, and she again, oh, so
1: this is a video that shows the new ability to, again, import drawings to Power Apps to start building your app. Right, so if your drawing skills are like mine, you know you don't go beyond the uh, stick figures and all that. You could become a designer of apps, right? You could really easily build apps. I mean, in, a, in real world, I can imagine like this being a really great way to take the you know back of an napkin designs and turn that yeah. into a workable app, right? So even if the app wouldn't uh, be functional yet. It's a really great step to draw something quickly, scan it with your phone, and then use that as a starting point to build that the first uh, the first step to make it interactive, and with yep. that have something that is closer to the finished app eventually. Because oftentimes it's so much easier to envision how it will work to just talk to to a napkin, right? Like, hey, like yep. imagine this would move. Like, like you cannot always see these interactions. So this is a really great way towards making it easier to prototype, really.
0: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. It will certainly speed up the prototyping um, of things and proof of concepts and proving that things are, you know, workable. So really, very really cool stuff. And then the final, uh, final uh, video and from Shane Young. Uh, is around AI Builder Inverse Processing for Power Apps and the App Power Automate. So how do we actually integrate a bit of an artificial intelligence uh, on handling uh, the files as the files are coming in. In this case, we're using uh, the scenario is around the files within a SharePoint. So we're basically adding a file in the SharePoint. Then we are scanning the file. We are automating the, the creation of the attributes and detecting the values and then doing approvals of all of that. So really really cool stuff and a cool looking application for sure. Um, Really nice looking UI. We're getting there. It's getting better and better actually with Power Apps. Cool. anyway, that's all of the video or not videos that all of the articles this week uh, primarily really focusing on the, on the Microsoft build so a lot of new stuff uh, there on the Microsoft build side. Um, and please 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 have a look on all of the build of news, all of that stuff as well. Um, but considering the, the long discussion with Zp, I guess it's time to close up for this one. We'll come back with a, another another right? but we'll come back with a a BMP Weekly uh, within a week. So see you later. Thanks for watching. Please use hashtag BMP Weekly in Twitter uh, to be able to catch up on what you're doing as well. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.